All right, welcome everyone to another episode of Behind the Human. I am your host, Mark Champagne, and it is my job to unpack the mental fitness practices and stories of people living at the top of their game, personally and professionally. Today, I'm chatting with Jen Gottlieb, who is the co-founder and chief mindset officer at Super Connector Media. Jen's plethora of experience in health and wellness coaching, 14 season run as co-host on VH1, and a Broadway national tour has naturally led into her role as host of Unfair Advantage Live, the world's premier publicity event connecting entrepreneurs to the media. She supports and works with entrepreneurs to elevate personal mindset into achieving goals beyond their expectations. Prior to co-founding Super Connector Media, Jen used the media to build a multi-six-figure coaching business in the health and wellness space. She currently lives and works in New York City with her life and business partner, Chris Winfield, and their three dogs. Welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me. Super excited. I mean, I've been following what I would call your awesome energy for a while now, and the socials brought us together. I've experienced some of your work firsthand, which is next level. So I'm just ecstatic to have this conversation. Oh my God, that means everything. I'll receive that. Thank you. And I'm so <laughs> grateful for technology and social media so that people like us could connect because if it wasn't for that, I would never get your message because your emails were going into my spam folder. That is true. We had a little bit of some technical challenges uh, to get this off, but here we are. We made it. So we made it. I'm pumped. Um, I want to start just right at the core and just dive into you and we'll, we'll roll with the rest of uh, what you provide in this conversation. But I, all these podcasts start with the same question and it's, who are you? Mm. Oh my God, that is such a loaded question. It's such a simple question, but it's a loaded question. <laughs> who am I? Um, I am a, um, a searcher. Um, I'm someone that, I mean, I'm, I'm a partner. I'm a girlfriend. I am kind of a stepmom. I am a daughter. I am a sister. I am a friend. I am a connector. Uh, and I am, I'm a performer at heart and, mm. uh, I'm a giver. Um, I'm, I love it. What drives, that's what drives me is, is giving and making people feel amazing. I love it. Where did the, I, I really, I was struck when you said I'm a searcher in a, in a great way. Where, what does that mean to you? I'm always looking to find ways to be better. I'm addicted to it. I really think that I have almost an unhealthy addiction to personal development. And it's weird because yeah. it has not been my entire life. I've just, this has been, maybe my personal development journey has probably been about five years, like mental personal development. I've always been into yeah. physical personal development, but um, I am like a personal development junkie. I cannot get enough of learning how to be better. And every single day I wake up and I consciously think like, how can I be better today? How can I uh, learn today? How can I learn about other people? How can I learn how ways to help people more? And how can I learn ways to just be a better version of myself? So I'm always searching and I'm never, and maybe it's a bad thing, but I don't ever really feel like I will ever completely know who I am because I'm always searching for different parts of myself that I wasn't aware of or pieces of me that I can grow and improve and or just even dive deeper into and expand. Totally resonate with that. And it, it's funny because I've had a few guests now where it's always fun to have uh, 
guests on for you know multiple times you know the show has been around for long enough to do that which is always exciting and but what i love about that is that given i start all the interviews with the same question you can see the evolution of that who are you question and so i totally agree with you i mean who are you right now is is that kind of snapshot in time and of course you'll evolve of course other things will happen and um, which will force you to to evolve into something else, you know, I mean, with your core values, obviously, I'd imagine in check, but it is an evolution for sure. Totally. Do you remember, Jen, when you, because you mentioned, you know, this, this world of, let's call it mental fitness or personal development of the mind, you know, you mentioned it started around five years ago or so, like, what was the catalyst or what flipped the switch for you to, to really start looking into this space? It was really um, a big rock bottom moment and transition in my life that happened when I was, oh my gosh, I must have been, I'm, I'm 34 now. Oh my gosh. So the real rock bottom moment when it really happened was probably around 10 years ago. And okay. I was I was on a TV show back then, uh, on a show on VH1 called That Metal Show. I was this heavy metal girl. Uh, if you would have looked at my <laughs> social media, my Facebook, my Instagram at that time, you would have seen uh, you know, this perfectly curated life of what I wanted everybody to see, which was um, you know, I was on this TV show. I did a Broadway national tour. I had this relationship uh, that was looked so perfect. Um, my boyfriend was a hedge fund trader, made tons of money. I lived in Manhattan in this multi-million dollar apartment. And, um, but what people didn't see, like, and this is why I'll sidetrack this for a second. You yeah. know, I tell people never, ever, ever compare yourself to other people's highlight reels on social media because you never know what's really going on. And I was painting the picture of this perfect life, but in the background, I, I was completely and totally miserable, depressed, out of alignment. My boyfriend that was so perfect was cheating on me. I was severely bulimic. I was addicted to Adderall. I was, um, you know, on this show that while it was an amazing job and I'm so grateful for how the dots have connected me to where I am now, you know, all of this obviously happened for a reason, but it wasn't my, my soul's path. You know, yeah, um, I yeah. wasn't in heavy metal music and I, I really felt unbelievably lost. And and I say the words out of alignment now, because like I know what the words out of alignment mean right now, but back then I didn't know what that meant. I just knew that I was depressed and um, at the lowest low of my life. And then uh, the universe came in and gave me this amazing gift that I couldn't give myself because I was too scared. And my boyfriend broke up with me. Like I knew I had to leave that relationship, but I couldn't do it because I was mm -hmm. paralyzed about what what could happen like you know I have this perfect life like I can't leave uh what would I even do by myself or you know what would people think or what would people say and he was cheating on me he's like you have seven days to leave the apartment get out of here and so within one week I went from living in this multi-million dollar apartment with this guy I thought I was going to marry to then living in a teeny tiny room in an apartment with six other actors with a window that faced a brick wall hmm. and he handed wow. me five hundred dollars and in cash. And like at the time, you know, I had, I was a, you know, I, I basically was just had my TV show and that was it. So I really had, you know, we'd film like a few seasons and then we would stop and then we'd film a few seasons. So I didn't really have much money. I didn't have many connections. I didn't have many friends. My entire life was this guy. And then I ended up where I ended up and I was like, oh my God, what do I do now? And I remember at that time, 
I woke up every single morning and I would take out a journal and I would write. And this I'd never journaled before in my entire life. And I know you're really big on journaling, so that's why I'm, <laughs> I'm really talking about this in the story. But this was such a big deal as I would take out my this journal and I was like, I guess there's something to this journaling thing. And I would just yeah. write down, one day I'll know why this happened. And I would write it over and over and over and over again. And like months would go by, Mark, and I would be still writing this. One day I'll know why this happened and still feeling so helpless. My show got canceled during that time, my TV show. So like it just kept getting worse. And one day I'll mm -hmm. know why this happened. And, you know, right now I can sit here and I can tell you, oh, my God, looking backwards, you know, you can't connect the dots looking forwards. You can only connect them looking backwards. I know exactly why that happened. It was the best thing that ever happened. Sometimes the shit has to happen for the shift to happen. And that was the shit that it, that caused the shift. Um, but during that time, I had no other choice but to look for options. And those options found me as virtual mentors. So I found a lot of podcasts. I found Lewis Howes. I found mm. Lori Harder. These people are now all my friends, which is so weird and crazy. Uh, and I found... I found um, I don't know, just a whole bunch of other people uh, and books about law of attraction and got really into it and just started diving into it. And you know what? I didn't really believe 100% that any of the stuff would help me or any of it would work or I was even moving in the right direction. And so I always tell people like, you don't ever really have to believe in anything 100% because we're humans. We're always going to have doubt. We're never going to fully believe in anything. All you need is to believe a little bit more than you don't. Because I, I believed a little bit. Like I believed like 51% that if I kept reading and I kept listening and I kept taking action on the things that I was learning, that it would bring me to the next step. So then I would get to the next step and I would get a little bit better and a little bit better and I would keep going and keep exploring. But it was like that little, little bit of extra belief, not the full belief that got me step by step by step to where I am today. Um, and the personal development journey really started not because I wanted it to, but because I was forced to. Yeah, of course. And sometimes that's the best way, I have to say. Yeah, I totally. I mean, there's there's a lot of, I mean, obviously different circumstances, but I, I've, I've heard that kind of trail or that that path before where people are forced into it, which makes me think, and I, I, I'll pose the question to you. It's like, do we always have to hit rock bottom? to you know experience a shift like that or you know for people that are listening that don't feel like they have hit a rock bottom and they're you know they're feeling okay but like I guess I guess the question is like what are some things we can do along the way now so we don't have to hit that or do you think it's it's paramount we do I've hit it as well so <laughs> I'm curious of you know with your response yeah, rock bottom is different for everybody. So my rock bottom and somebody else's rock bottom could be completely different levels of rock bottom. Yeah. You know, and I do not think that we, I, God, I hope I don't have to rock, hit rock bottom every time I need to make a shift. I really hope so. The, the thing is, is that those big rock bottom moments, they, they are gifts and, and they happen to everybody. At least once in your life, you're going to have a moment where it's a rock bottom moment. Whether that's like a, horrible, terrible, like on the scale of, of rock bottom moments, like the, or, it, you know, it's a bump in your life that somebody else wouldn't think it's that big of a deal, but it's a big deal to you. Sure. Um, but I do firmly believe that we can consciously, like the, the gift that we have as human beings is the gift of choice. And we get 
this unbelievable blessing every single day, this gift from God, that we get to choose how we want to show up each day. We get to choose what we want to put into our ears and into our brain and what we want to read and what we want to listen to. We get to choose the type of people we want to surround ourselves with. We get to choose how we want to react to things. You know, we don't get to choose what happens to us, but we get to choose how how to react and, and how to show up. And so with that power of choice, that means that we don't have to hit rock bottom to make a change. All we have to do is decide. Yeah, so I love that's that. It. I love that. Well, and then the other thing too is that, you know, and you know this, but as you continually, you know, consume positive content or like you said, you find different virtual mentors or in-person mentors. And that, like, that's the other beauty of this. It's like we all have full access to almost anyone that we would want to learn from right now, thanks to podcasts and, you know, obviously books, but like for sure podcasts and content and excuse me, in that perspective. And it's just, you know, as, as you keep fueling your mind with that kind of mental nutrition, it just like you start seeing the signs before you even come close to what may have been rock bottom, you know, five years ago type thing. Oh yeah. I, I mean, it's magical. That's why I started this podcast with like, I love technology. Yeah, I love it yeah. so much because we can we can not only learn from anyone that we want to learn from nowadays, but we can also connect with them. We can. It's so much easier to connect with people and to actually, you know, make those people your your real friend if you really want to. And, you know, that's the business that I'm in. I'm in the business of connections and PR and media. And, um, and so we teach people how to do that, how to connect with influencers and how to connect with your virtual mentor and, and make relationships so that you can create with them and everything like that. So it's just more, it's easier than ever before to become the best version of yourself because it's easier than ever before to surround yourself even if it's virtually with people that are doing things that you want to do. And you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, whether that is in person or virtually. And I think that before all of this, like before the internet and it was kind of, and, and even during the time when I went through my big transformation, um, it's hard if your family and your friends and your coworkers and everybody that's around you isn't of the same mindset as you. And yeah. I went through that struggle when I was really getting into personal development because I would start talking about all these things that I was learning and a lot of my friends just didn't get it. And they were like, oh God, you're too positive or, you know, and they would just want to complain yeah. and be negative. And, and I, it was hard and, and I felt a lot of guilt and I felt a lot, a lot of guilt for being frustrated and not wanting to hang out with my friends because they didn't believe the same stuff or they were really negative or bringing me down. And every time I talked to them, I would feel worse after. And I felt like I, I needed to move on from that friendship. And that was one of the hardest things that I'd ever done because I didn't really know anybody else that was or had access to anybody else that was of the same mindset as me. And that's when I went to my very first personal development event. And that event changed my life completely mm. in so many ways. Which event was that? Lewis is getting so many shout outs. I went to <laughs> Lewis's summit of greatness all by myself. Oh, yeah. So I did not have any money. It was like a $300 ticket. I had to fly to Ohio. I had never, Ohio. <laughs> yeah, Columbus, Ohio. I had never done anything like that by myself ever. I would always travel with friends. You know, I was not 
the person to, you know, just be really ballsy and get out of my comfort zone. But there was something inside of me that said, you need to go meet more people that are interested in the things that you're interested in and that are bettering themselves and improving their life if, if you want to get any better. Like it's, you're going to stuck in this mm-hmm. moment if you don't go branch out and meet people. So I took a risk. I got on a plane. I went there and... <laughs> At that very summit, I ended up meeting a woman named Tori Doobie, who is now on the leadership team of my company. <laughs> and um, at that event, I manifested, I say that I really manifested Chris. It was, you know, Chris is my partner, my life partner. Um, but there was a lot of different ways yeah. that I manifested Chris. But I remember going to that event and saying, the next time that I'm here, I'll be here with my boyfriend and he will be this, this, and this, and we're going to start a company together. And, and those were my goals. And it was so funny because the third time that I went to the event, I got to go with Chris and bring him there. And Uh, it was like the craziest moment, but I really put a lot of my goals to action from being around other people that could hold me accountable. Those people that I met at the event, they became my accountability buddies and it made me take action. Well, it's interesting because it's like the complete opposite of the snowball effect you're feeling as, you know, your your life was starting to crumble and you, you know, left that apartment, that boyfriend left and like the show was canceled. Um, it, you know, it just keeps going down and down and down until you pause it essentially and flip into a, another mindset, which is what you did and started again, fueling your mind with, um, you know, things to help you through that, then, then the reverse is true, right? Like you start, things start happening, things, people start showing up relationships and it's just, uh, you know, it's hard to explain. I mean, there is some science behind some of this stuff, but it is hard to explain that things just feel better and feels, it feels easier almost, right? Like you, you know, when you're doing the right work, when things start to feel a bit easier. It's, uh, you just hit the nail on the head. Um, it should feel easy. It should feel easy. And if it doesn't feel easy, then you need to look at, you know, the choices that you're making and how you're showing up. Um, but yeah, I mean, like attracts like. It is science. It's, uh, it's the law of attraction is, you know, what you put out comes back to you. So if you are, you know, the, the simplest things I started to do, I just started to wake up and do a gratitude list every day. And just having a feeling of gratitude, what that does is that puts you in such a high vibe state. It, it can't, it's impossible mm-hmm. to be anxious, fearful, sad, angry, and grateful at the same time. Grateful conquers all. So if you wake up every single day and you think about all the things that you are blessed to have and all the things that you're grateful for, that's just starting your day off on the right foot and you're going to start attracting more feelings like that. So I started attracting more yeah. feelings like that. And then I would go, I'd be like, wow, this feels really good. I'm going to take it a step further and I'm going to do one other thing in my morning routine. And then I started doing future gratitude lists. And that was unbelievably powerful. I still do that today. Oh, those are powerful. That's um, being grateful yeah. for things that haven't happened yet yeah. as if they've already happened. And totally. I mean, that's just, you know, our subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between a real memory and a fake one. So if you wake up every single day and you put a memory in your brain that that day was the best day ever and you showed up so magnificently and all these amazing things happened and you were feeling so incredibly in flow and happy and abundant and miracles happened. I always would say like, I'm, or I'll still say, I'm so grateful that God sent me a miracle today. Or I'm so grateful. I used to say, I'm so grateful that I met the love of my life today. And I, yeah. I wrote that down the day I met Chris Winfield. And um, 
you know, a lot of the things from a future gratitude list have come to fruition, but not only does it like, it doesn't make magical things happen. Like it's not, I don't look at the law of attraction like it's magic. I mean, it kind of is because it's pretty cool, but it, what it is, is like I said, if you can create a memory in your subconscious mind that something happened and visualize it and, and make your brain believe that it is so, the action steps to get to that thing are a lot less scary because in, in the deep down corner of your brain, you kind of believe that you already did it. Oh, totally. So you're like, oh, I did this already. No big deal. Totally. So it makes the opportunities more prevalent. It makes the action steps less scary. And it subconsciously leads you towards those things. Well, and it's, 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 I mean, I could go off on a massive tangent because I'm in the middle of writing the science chapter of my book, which talks about all of this stuff. So, I mean, there's a massive neurochemical cocktail going on when you're, when you're expressing gratitude, obviously. And mm -hmm. it's just, you know, the way I look at it, it's, it's either, either you're going to be stressed, fearful, or uncertain and just kind of not motivated, or you can be in a mode of excitement and like you said gratitude grateful and driven and and like it's really hard to create from a place of survival mode which is all of those places of stress and and whatnot like it's not to say you can't but i mean you're you're basically pushing up a mountain or pushing a boulder up a mountain the mm -hmm. whole way so it's it's no surprise that uh, at least as i'm listening to you tell your story that these things started to happen in your life because you but you put in the work. And I think that's the key thing because I'm, I'm a thousand percent on the same uh, page as you when it comes to law of attraction stuff. I think there's a lot of misconception on, on what that is, right? People are like, oh, I'm just going to draw out my perfect house and it's going to show up next month type thing. Like there's work involved there, but the work is first in your mind, which is everything you're doing. I think I saw a post about your, your beautiful, your current beautiful New York windows. And I'd love yeah. for you to share that because I, I didn't know about the, the part before where you're already in a beautiful New York place and that, that there was that gap in between. But why don't you just share for the listeners? Because that's a perfect example of uh, like future setting, essentially. Yeah, that's one of my I love that um, manifesting story because in, I was brought back to it the other day when Chris snapped a shot of me like working and uh, of our windows in it. I was like, well, our windows look really pretty. But when I moved into my first studio apartment in New York, it was a big deal for me. It was like an amazing feat for me to move into my own studio apartment in New York. This was after the whole rock bottom moment. This is when my career started to really uh, get started. My, I was a personal trainer and wellness coach and I was doing really well. Mm -hmm. um, and that was, you know, after this breakup and everything like that. And I started building this company and really into personal development. And I was able to get my own studio apartment. So that studio apartment was great and it was adorable and it was cool, but it was a New York City studio apartment. It had a, a window that faced a brick wall again. So yeah. I had no light again. Yeah. Uh, like I'm just like no light, Jen. That is it. I never, I never had any windows and all I ever wanted was windows, but this was the apartment that, that was perfect for me at the time. And I remember laying there writing in my journal and my future gratitude list, looking out this little window at this brick wall, thinking one day I will be looking out 
these massive windows. I will have floor to ceiling windows that wrap around my entire apartment. And I'm so grateful that I get to just be flooded with light and I would feel it and I would feel the gratitude and I'd visualize it and I would lay there and I would close my eyes and I would just imagine that I wasn't in that little apartment. I was in an apartment with massive windows. And now (laughs) uh, that is where I live. That is where I live. And you know, it did not just magically appear to me. Yeah, it did not, was not handed to me. I worked my ass off. Yeah. <laughs> I worked very, very hard. And I had to take a lot of really uncomfortable, scary action. And I that's what I really tell people, whoever is listening, like sometimes, you know, you say like hard work, you have to work hard. Yes, you have to put in the hours, you have to put in the time. But really when it comes down to it, I think the things that moved the needle for me were not necessarily the things that I did that were really hard and like time consuming and difficult to understand or things like that. It was putting myself in positions that I was just petrified to, to do. Of course. Like talk, yeah. reaching out to somebody that I was like, pee my pants, I could never reach out to that person. Or going to an event where I'm like, oh my God, I feel like the dumbest person in the room. I do not belong here. I do not belong here. And like forcing myself to show up and forcing, you know, and feeling that horrible feeling of discomfort and doing a Facebook post about something really vulnerable or doing Facebook Live for the first time ever, even though that felt like the scariest thing in the entire world. I just kept saying yes to doing the most uncomfortable, scary things in the world. And that was, those were the things that really moved the needle. Unreal. Well, and I would argue probably your hardest job uh, going through that was to keep your mind in that 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 frame of mind essentially in order to get you into those situations or or even recognize the value of uh being uncomfortable and and getting yourself into situations where you can essentially thrive and and make new new connections and whatnot yeah i mean you're you're incredibly humble but you you definitely went through and continue to go through a tremendous amount i think of mental work and physical work and all of that and it's um but it shows it's, it's, you can feel yeah, it. Yeah, Mark, it's not easy. Though. Yeah. I'm definitely not. What? I, Sorry. I was, I, I was just saying it shows and you can, you can, you can feel it with your energy. Thank you. That means a lot because it's definitely, there are days like I am a human and there are days where I'm like, I don't want to do it today. Yeah. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do my journaling. I don't want to do my morning routine. I don't want to meditate. I don't want to work out. Like I am a human and there are bad days. Um, and if there wasn't bad days, then there would be no contrast. So there would be no good days. Oh, that's so nice. as much as, you know, like, so I'm grateful for the bad days because they help the good days be great. And, um, I give myself grace when I'm having a bad day and I allow myself to just be there for a minute. Like I used to not do that. So this was a lesson that I had to learn this year big time because I used to be so like, no, I get to choose my mood. I get to choose you know, my, my actions. And, and so I'm not allowed to be unhappy and I'm not allowed to be in a funk and I'm not allowed to feel those feelings. So just snap out of it, do your gratitude list, go for a walk and get back to work. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I would ignore all of the negative feelings and I would push them away. And (laughs) I learned a really, really important lesson not to do that because what happens when you do that and you don't address them is they get stored somewhere. It's energy and it turns into illness, it turns into guilt, it turns into resentment, it turns into just that nagging feeling of like being kind of annoyed all the time. And I learned the lesson from when this year, uh, I finally allowed myself to feel. 
And when I allowed myself, something bad happened and like a really kind of shitty situation. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be sad right now. Hmm. And Mark, I didn't realize how, mu- how much I needed to be sad. There was a and big so cry there. <laughs> and I was sad, but I was so grateful for that day that I laid in bed and I allowed myself to be sad because I was like, I'm going to allow myself to feel these feelings all day. I'm going to put my feelings in a container. They are going to be for this day and I'm going to feel them as hard as I can possibly feel them. And I'm going to get to know them so that I know, like the more we can feel our sadness and our anger and our happiness, the more we can relate to other people, the more we can serve, the more we can help, the more we can empathize. Because I was never feeling sad. I was never letting my sadness come in. I was never feeling angry. I was never letting it come in. So I felt it. And then on the other side, I was like, all right, Jen, if you can get through that and come out on the other end and realize, okay, what did I learn from that? I felt it. I experienced it. I moved through it. I felt the feelings and now I'm okay. Oh, I didn't die. I felt feelings and I'm good. And it actually made me better. Okay. That's good. That just makes you, it makes you deal with situations in such a different way because you know that no matter what, you can feel any feelings and you'll always be okay. Ooh, that's powerful. So that makes you go through challenges in a much different way. Because even if it doesn't work out, I'll feel sad for a little bit, but eventually that time, that sadness, that will go away and I will be fine. I'm so happy you shared that because I feel, you know, on, on, on a positive note, there's so much attention more now than ever uh, to help people be exposed to, you know, wellness and, and mental fitness practices and to help with emotion and mood and mental health and all of that. But there, I, I don't hear a lot of people talking about the exact story you just described. And I, I would put myself in that same camp of, oh, like I have all the tools to be able to shift my mood immediately and ignore exactly the, the shit that is going on or whatever that, like you said, gets stored and is pushed down at some point. So I'm so happy you shared that because I think it's a it's a mes- message or a good reminder for really all of us that it's okay, right? And it's emotions are emotions. Um, you know, you've got to feel all the feels essentially and it's okay. You'll come out on the other side. So thank you. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was a recent lesson that was so important that I needed to learn. And um, yeah, thanks for acknowledging that. Yeah, no, that was great. Uh, I mean, we could go on forever on on your mindset for sure. I do definitely, though, want to talk a little bit more about your work because it molds in so well. And I think in my intro message to you at one point, I was I was just mentioning how I was scouring the internet for help with uh, PR with with my book and whatnot. And you guys are just so different. And I couldn't put my finger on it at the time. Like there was an energy there. But then when I started doing some of your work, I'm like, oh, that's what it is. And so I'd love, I'd love for you to explain how this company started and this way of work started or this integration of essentially what you've just shared for the last 30 minutes, how it's really integrated into a whole other way uh, to do PR. Yeah. So the company started because my partner, who I mentioned to you, Chris Winfield, he was doing a small event uh, called Unfair Advantage Live, where he would connect entrepreneurs to the media. And the reason he started that event was because he was out of alignment in doing what he was doing. He was 
he was teaching personal development and productivity. Okay. And his superpower really was actually connecting people and getting people in the media because he had a lot of connections. He knew how to get himself in the media. He built his business from being in the media. And uh, he was in Mastermind and yeah, I don't, I don't know if you know Jonathan Fields from The Good Life Project. Yeah. He's in this mastermind, small mastermind, Ryan Lee, Todd Herman. Uh, and those guys said to him, they're like, Chris, why aren't you doing what you do best? Mm. And Chris is like, what are you talking about? They're like, well, anytime we need a connection, especially if it's somebody from the media, you can just take out your phone and make it happen. How do you do that? Why don't you teach people how to do that? So he's like, oh, okay, <laughs> maybe I should. So he started this event on Fair Advantage Live and we met, um, I think it was, before maybe the the second or third event and I went to it I attended it as his girlfriend and at that time I was you know a mindset health and wellness coach and I had a great business and I was really doing really really well with that business but I went to this event and I was like oh my god this is so magical and amazing because these people were having these massive transformations as they put themselves out there and started to step up into the role of expert and owning the role of expert enough that they could put themselves out into the media. And they would have all these fears about meeting these media people and imposter syndrome. And throughout the event, they would have to get, go through those fears and like learn ways of coping in order to put themselves out there. And Chris and I uh, started just going to a lot of conferences together and it became really, really clear that there was a a big need for the mindset component oh, yeah. in what Chris was doing. M big need. And it was happening naturally, but it really needed to be in there more. So right. we were like, no, why don't we, why don't we become partners? And in my manifestations, Mark, of <laughs> my perfect man, we were a power couple. I would say it all the time. And he was a six foot tall entrepreneur and we were going to start a company together. I swear to God. Uh, <laughs> and so we decided to start this company, Super Connector Media, and at first it was just the event, and then um, it turned into an agency, and we, I guess I have to add this part of the story. I definitely have to. Uh, it's kind of, I'm going to try to make it as short as possible, oh, but before it. I met Chris, I was working with this woman, Angela, and Angela was my client for, she was my personal training client, and she was a publicist, a publicist, like big time publicist in the city, major uh, job at this major real estate firm, but she was absolutely miserable, like miserable working all hours of the night for people that didn't appreciate her. And I took her, this was before I met Chris, I took her to the summit of greatness, Lewis House's event, remember <laughs> I told you? Yeah. And we sat there together and did this perfect day exercise that the speaker took us through. And, you know, a perfect day exercise is like close your eyes and envision yourself living your perfect day. And we opened our eyes and I'm crying. She's crying. We look at each other. The speaker is like, tell the person next to you what you saw and what your perfect day was. And Angela said to me, I don't work for this firm anymore. I'm running a PR company that does PR differently. Um, I have amazing publicists that work under me and I am managing them and teaching them and our clients are people that are doing amazing things in the world and I am appreciated and I'm a boss. And then she said, and I'm making tons of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, 
amazing. And I'm crying and she's like, what did you see? I'm like, I'm in love. I met the man of my dreams and we're a power couple. We're taking over the world. And he's, he's coming to this, this like seminars just like this with me. And he's so into personal development and he doesn't drink alcohol and he's all these things that Chris is. And, and then, so let's skip back to when Chris and I started to get together and think about the business. He's, he's like, all right, we need a publicist to run this this company. And I'm like, all right, I know just the person. No kidding. So I call Ange and I'm like, all right, Angela, you need to quit your job and work for my boyfriend who you've never met before. <laughs> Trust me. Angela is not one to take risks. I believe you met Angela, right? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, Angela. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. This is the story of Angela. Yeah. And she is not a risk taker at all. She in fact is the most structured person I've ever met in my life. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the fact that she visualized her this deeply in her soul, but she took a risk and she quit her job, her big time job with benefits and everything to be the first employee for Chris and I. And that's where it began. And then so we dedicated ourselves to creating a PR agency that does it in a way that gets results, number one, because a lot of agencies, you know, don't necessarily get the best results and that is an amazing environment for our publicist to work in and that has a mindset component for our uh, clients so that when they go through imposter syndrome or when they have fear of stepping out into the media that we can help them and support them and so they don't just get media they actually have a complete mindset transformation and from the beginning to the end of working with us they are, they come out as a completely different person and um wow yeah, well, and that's that's at the start of the company. Well, but that that's the thing. It's like it's crazy because the the media is almost it's almost the bonus in the whole package, right? Like what you come out of there, like you said, from a from a mindset perspective, and you as a person, you know, just transforming your way of thinking and your confidence in yourself. I mean, that is that is lifetime value, right? And it's I just love the story because it's so clear that everyone. Uh, for sure, the three of you have landed here or or come at this and and created this company based on all of the experience and everything that you had to go through from a from a mental standpoint and whatnot. And it like it all just intersected at like the right time, which is it's just so nice to see and hear. Hey, it's Mark. Just want to take a few seconds to first thank you for listening and offer a free one-on-one 30-minute virtual mental fitness coaching session with me. Okay, so what's the catch? It's literally three minutes of your time to provide a review of the show. They are so important. So the first three people to screenshot the review and DM me or tag behind the human on Instagram will get a message back from me to set up a time for a session. Thank you so much. And back to the show. A hundred percent. Yeah. Our favorite quote is you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. It's Steve Jobs quote. Yeah. And you know, when you're in it, uh, like when you're in the thick of it, like when I was talking about my rock bottom moment, you have no idea if or how the dots are going to connect or what the hell the reason is that you're going through this, the crap that you're going through. But no matter what, you will always be able to connect them when you look back. It's always for a reason. Nothing is ever wasted. And all of those things needed to happen for me to get to this point. And if you can remember that, 
that everything like that it's all a gift that's leading you to somewhere that you need to be and you can find gratitude for every situation no matter how shitty it is then you can really get I wouldn't say completely 100% because I don't think we can ever completely 100% free ourselves from fear because fear is a real thing uh, that's chemical in our brain that happens when we you know like since we were like cavemen but um I think that you can be a lot better at navigating fear and feeling the fear and doing it anyway. And what creates results? Action, doing. So I, you know, it's it's about feeling that fear and still taking action. So when you can remember to be grateful for the shitty things and, you know, that you you got you got through the shitty things, okay, and you didn't die, yeah. and you felt the feels, and it didn't kill you, and you came out better on the other side. Then the next time you need to take scary action, you're reminded, oh, I've done something like this before. I can do it, and you do it again. Yeah, well, you have you have the tools, and I think it's it's a confidence thing. I mean, it's no it's no different than an elite level athlete putting in the physical yeah. training, and you know, I don't know doing their downhill ski run it, you know it's not that run that is going to make them win that that you know that run essentially it's the years of of training um but we we kind of lose sight of that when it comes to our mind but it's the same thing right so it's it's a confidence thing on and putting in the work when it comes to your your mental fitness I, there was one quote i saw from you um i can't remember where I, I picked it up but it was just it's so beautifully said and i'd love to get um, your take on what you meant and it's, it's be the person you would have needed. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Thanks. I, I, I love that too, just because it helps me every day. Um, I think about when sometimes I, I don't know about you, but I get massive writer's block or I don't know what to say in my posts or I don't know yeah. like what to say when I do Facebook live or I don't know how to help someone. And and I get stuck in my own head, like, well, people think of me if I write that, or that's not good enough, or that's not like her post, or like, you know, and I get all in imposter syndrome and comparisitis and all the things that happen when you start to go down the Instagram rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And I always, this is what I tell other people. So then I tell myself, think about helping one person with your post or with your content, or when you get into the media, who is the one person that you're talking to that you're helping? And then go even a step further. What, who would you have needed when you were at your lowest of low, like when I was looking for virtual mentors, like right now, there's a lot of people right now that are desperate for mentors. It's a hard time right now in a lot of different ways. And people are looking for certainty. They're looking for guidance. They're looking for support. They're looking to feel seen and heard. And they're searching for you. And if you don't make yourself visible for them to find you, how are you going to be able to help them? So you need to be the person that you would have needed. So you were in that position at one point in time. That's how you got to where you are. I was in that position. I was in a shitty place where I was searching for mentors. Who did I need and how was I going to find them? What, do I, what did I need them to say? How would they have made me feel better? How could they have helped me? And then think about that person and be that person that you would have needed. Love it. It's so, so powerful. I mean, that actually leads in, I was, my last question or second last question for you um, was going to be related to some prompts, uh, which you just dropped quite a few there. But I'm curious if there are any that circulate in your life on a frequent basis or during big life-changing events. I imagine there, I mean, it sounds like you do quite a bit of reflection. So any that come up top of mind? 
Whenever I'm going through a hard time or really being mean to myself, which I do that, I think we all do that. You're human, um, yes. <laughs> yep, I am a human being. I, I just stop and I ask myself, what is true? What is true? Because many of the times, a lot of the things that we tell ourselves are not true. They are lies that we make up. They are lies that are the fear gremlins in our head tell us to keep us safe. Yeah. Um, and I ask, what is true? And if you really get down to what is true, it can usually free you from a lot of the fear that you're experiencing. And it always kind of, if I go down the what is true rabbit hole, it always goes down, comes down to who I really am at my core and, mm. you know, who loves me and what I have to be grateful for. And it always takes me back to a place of gratitude and a place of love because at the end of the day, the only thing that, you know, really matters, I believe, is love. Yeah. Uh, so like whenever I ask myself what is true, it usually gets me there and it usually talks me off of a cliff. So if I think that like, oh, my boyfriend doesn't love me or I'm not pretty enough or I'm not good enough, I say, what is true here? What is true? Oh, I'm feeling this because of this. This is why I'm feeling this way. That's true. But I am not that, you know, like yeah. it, it really is a powerful question to ask yourself. So good. It's just, we're, we're like master storytellers when we in, in all the wrong places like we get like you said we, we're blocked in doing a blog post or writing something else but when it comes to our own life and that whole internal self-narrative we are just like full-blown Spielbergs on that <laughs> my god if you let me go I will just create all kinds of stories about myself but then I got oh, wait I'll start like going 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 and usually it's usually it has to do with scrolling that damn Instagram yeah right and comparing yourself to other people and then you start making up more stories and then you just have to stop and say, wait a minute, what is true here about what I'm saying to myself in my head? None of that is true. Yeah, It's all just, you know, crap that's coming up because of whatever reason. So that's a great question to ask yourself. Um, and then always, you know, I'll go into two other things and we already talked about this one, but what am I grateful for? Because if you can bring it back to gratitude, you can't feel scared. You can't feel angry. You can't feel sad uh, and grateful at the same time. And then um, I always say, how can I help? And I really try to live my life um, around hope, which is help one person every day. Hmm. And, you know, you can't also another way to feel great and feel amazing immediately is to help someone. So how can I help? And if I'm feeling helpless, I get helpful. Ooh. And the second, I said that I was talking to my mom yesterday and she was like, oh, I'm, you know, feeling really crappy and a little helpless right now, you know, because everything that's going on in the world. I'm like, all right, mom, who can you help? Let's get helpful. And then so we started brainstorming ways she could help people. We immediately flipped it around immediately. And then she started taking action. She's like, oh, my God, I helped this person and I made this person feel good. And it makes me feel so amazing. So get helpful. You can always help someone. It's so powerful just how one quick question or one quick line like that can just completely shift your whole mood and mind. It just blows me away every time I hear a story like that. Oh, yeah. It, sometimes it only takes that. Just one line. I'm like, oh, snap yourself out of it. How can I help? Help one person right now. Yeah. Figure it out. And it takes you out of your ego. It, it really takes that ego out of the equation because it's no longer about you. Amazing. Last question for you. As we sit here today, you know, put all the the details and all the craziness going around in the world. You know, when, when you close your eyes, what what truly makes you smile? 
Oh my God. Um, my, my family, <laughs> my partner, Chris, my dogs, um, my partner, Chris's daughter and my parents. And I'm very blessed and a day does not go by that I don't, you know, thank God for what I'm blessed with. And, um, yeah, like I said, the only thing that matters is love. And I really just wish that everybody could remember that every minute of every day and just to love more and to love everybody because if we did that, I really feel that a lot of this would be a lot better. Um, I agree. So that's it. I agree. So beautiful. I, on behalf of everyone listening, I definitely want to thank you for your time and you sharing your stories and just being vulnerable sharing and reliving all of that and just a personal acknowledgement of you and just this stunning energy that you put out day in and day out and the work that you put into you know live a life like that and because of that um, there are so many people around the world myself included uh, that benefit from it so thank you Oh, Mark, thank you so much. I'm so grateful we got to do this today. This was such a fun conversation. 